this is our um, kickoff Sunday, and we don't call it that because the, this is a first, you know, NFL Sunday. Right? Uh, we're actually kicking off our kids programs. Uh, you know, kids church is back on, and then this uh, Wednesday we're starting some growth groups. So at Olivia's, you have a growth group on Wednesdays, and other programs. Alwan is going to be starting uh, later uh, in, in October. So we're, we're kicking things off, but we don't want to just kick off some programs. Really, what we want to do is, is kick off a new season of transformation for our whole church, for each one of us, that this would be a season of being transformed to be more and more like Jesus. That's, that's our goal here, is that we would all, uh, as we journey through life, we would grow to be more and more like him, because that's what we're called to be as Christians. We're not supposed to do a certain list of things or, or a certain set of programs. We're called to reflect Jesus, to be more and more like the one we worship. And that makes sense, that we grow to be like the one we worship. So we want this to be a season of growth. Uh, and so as we kick off these programs, they're a means to that end. And after the, the church service, there is um, in our Gymnasium, we'll have tables set up where you can learn more about the different programs that are offered. Learn, ask questions about them, see how you can plug in or how you can participate in them. So I encourage each one of you to, uh, again, even if you don't want to have a snack, which there's some great snacks and great stuff to eat out there, just go and, and look and ask about some of the things that we're doing this fall. And, you know, it is... As we, as we kick off things, this type of transformation, this type of growth that we're talking about, it hype doesn't do it, right? Now, we normally when you kick off the NFL season, there's lots of hype, right? Yeah, there's lots of hype, lots of hype. And that gets everyone all charged up. But for that deep growth, that deep transformation, hype doesn't do it. Otherwise, like, I put on the Kool-Aid Man costume and, like, pop out of the baptistry. Oh, yeah, kids. <laughs> I mean, if it worked, if that would help, I would do it. But that really doesn't help us be transformed. It would be amusing, but that's about it. So, now we want that deep transformation. And to kick off a new season of growth, each one of us, we need to understand deeply understand the good news of God's grace and understand it to such an extent that in gratitude we give our lives as a living sacrifice back to God. Like that is the process where because we understand all that God's given us, we understand the eternal life, the grace, the mercy, the joy that he's poured out on us. We in gratitude, not out of guilt, but in gratitude, then we lift our lives back up to him and in that exchange of grace, in worship, there is a deep transformation from the inside out. That's what we're looking for. We're transformed by that process. And that's what um, the Apostle Paul seems to be talking about in Romans chapter 12. Uh, in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, as Chrissy just read, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to unpack those remaining verses. Uh, th those verses and the remaining verses that we haven't covered yet. But 
All right, I'm just jumping into Romans 12. Have we talked about Romans before? No. So what do we want? Context. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> All right. See, that's, that's, that's a good chance. When do we, well, yeah, so what do we want context? When do we want it now? Yes. Um, all right, well, since you want the context, I'll give it to you. Um, first 11 chapters of the book of Romans, just very quickly, is Paul's explanation, his unpacking of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of what Jesus has done and how we as human beings can enter into um, new life in Christ and all that means. And the bad news is that all, right, all people are separated from God, both Jew and non-Jew, but God in his amazing grace has, has sent Jesus Christ to give us new life, to be that atonement for our sin, to take away anything that separates us from God so that we would enjoy God forever. And that this good news, that's really, Paul lays that out, the first 11 chapters of Romans. But just a little sample here, in, in verse uh, chapter 5, for instance, he says, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So look at that, that. We have peace with God. We have we can rejoice. We have hope. We can share in the glory of God. And verse 8, and God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's not about what we do. It's not about uh, our upbringing, that God in his love has justified us and given us this peace with him. That's good news. That's wonderful news. And then in chapter 10, Paul goes on to talk about, all right, this isn't just a nice concept that we can actually receive this gift, that this good news, again, it's not just an idea, it's a gift for each person. And, that's, and so when, how does one receive that gift? In chapter seven, uh, 10, verse 9, he says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And jumping down to verse 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. And so that's just some highlights of the first 11 chapters of Romans. So when we get to chapter 12, Paul is saying, yeah, based on all that I've said, all those first 11 chapters that God's love has saved us. God's love to all who believe in Jesus. They can have peace with God. They can enjoy uh, the hope and in in, in, in see his glory and have eternal life based on all of that. Therefore, remember he says, I, I urge you brothers by the mercies of God, therefore, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Based on all that God has poured down upon you, Therefore, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean I soak myself in oil and then I light myself on fire? No. Like, that's not a, that's a living sacrifice. No, it's a living sacrifice, right? Not a dead sacrifice. 
So he says this living sacrifice, this, this is probably a reference to the whole burnt offering of the Old Testament, where there was many of the offerings, the burnt offerings in the Old Testament, you, um, yes, you would bring them to be sacrificed on the altar at the temple, but a portion of it would go to the priests. Sometimes you would eat a portion of it, but the whole burnt offering was where you put it all on the altar. The whole thing was burnt as an expression of worship to God. God, I'm so grateful. You, you get all of it. And I think that's what the Apostle Paul is referring to. But of course, it's a living sacrifice. And the, the Hebrew word for burnt offering is olah. And it means to ascend. And so the, the sacrifice was called the ascending because the, the smoke, the aroma of that sacrifice, as it ascended, it expressed the worship of the sacrificer, that God, you are worthy of all of this, and this, this is ascending to you. The, the aroma is ascending to you. My worship is ascending to you. And, and so what Paul is saying here is, you know, based on the mercies that God has shown you, Give your whole life to him. Like that is your spiritual act of worship. Right? Isn't that what he says in, in, in uh, verse 2? like this, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual service, your worship service. And that sweet aroma in your life that lifts up to God in worship for all the grace and the mercy that he has shown you, and not by dying, by living for him. That's the worship that Paul is referring to here. That's the worship service. And that's interesting. Because we, when we use that term worship, we often use it referring to an hour program on Sundays. Like right now, right? We're in a worship service. But Paul is saying, well, wait, your, your worship service is living your life your whole life for God. That is your spiritual service of worship. Based on all that God has done for you, based on all that good news, all of life is meant to show God's worthiness. That's a whole sacrifice, your whole life. Your life, my life, is meant to rise up as worship to God and then be transformed to be more like Christ. We are to grow in God's presence, His power, His purposes, all of life, and then into eternity. So that's what Paul says is worship. And then in verse 2, he starts to unpack, wait, how does this process work? Because again, it's not soaking yourself in oil and lighting yourself up. That's not what he's talking about. It's, it's being a living sacrifice. Like what, how does that look? How is it carried out? In verse 2, he says, well, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So sacrifices were set apart for God. And so, too, as we begin this process of, of being living sacrifices, the first area of battle, the first thing we set apart for God is our minds. Because what, how a person thinks, so he does. Right? You, you think first, and then you do. So Paul says, all right, as you are going to you know, be transformed and be a living sacrifice, be transformed into Christ's likeness, first, renew your mind by not being conformed to this world, but be, being transformed by the renewal of your mind. He says, don't be conformed. 
Now, con conformity is when there's something on the outside and it's pressing you, right? It's trying to put you in a mold. That's conformity. And the world tries to do that, right? We're surrounded by the world. And as Olivia talked about, I said, well, culture is all around us, right? And sometimes we don't even know, but yet it's pressing us. It's trying to conform us uh, to its standards and whatnot. But the Apostle Paul says, no, we're not talking about conformity. What we want is being, is, is, is being transformed. And transformation comes from the inside out, not the outside in. And what we hear about, and again, the first 11 chapters of Romans, is that we are transformed from the inside out by God's word and the spirit. So in chapter 5, it talks about the good news, and as we understand it and fill our minds with the good news of Jesus, then that transforms us from the inside out. But also chapter 8 of Romans, that's your homework, those of you who like homework, read chapter 8 of Romans, the spirit. We open our minds, submit our minds to the spirit, and the spirit then fills us. And between the word and the spirit, we're transformed from the inside out. So are we renewing our minds? Are we filling our minds with those things that transform? Or are we just trying to put some stuff on the outside to make ourselves look a little bit better or feel a little bit better? You see, we need that inner transformation that God offers. It's like if you have leather, Okay. Let's say you have an old piece of leather. Maybe it's shoes, maybe it's furniture, maybe it's a bag, and it's getting old and dry. How do you renew that piece of leather? Do you like, mm, that leather doesn't look so good. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to paint it with some brown paint. That doesn't work. Let's just put stuff on the outside. It'll make it worse. What you need is oil to penetrate deep into the leather to do its work from the inside, Right? That's, is, that's what renews. And so that, that's an illustration. We don't just need anything. We don't just need to pile stuff on top of our minds. We all have plenty to do, plenty to think about. No, we need transformation that works from the inside out. And that's what God gives us in his word and the spirit. But are we filling our minds with that stuff? Are we filling our minds with those good transformative type things? That's what is going to um, help us renew our minds. Because that's the first step towards giving ourselves as, as a, a, to transformation. But is that, when do we do that? Do we actually do that? When do we do that? When do we fill our minds? Because whatever we fill our minds with, again, is it transformative or is it conformative? I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it up if it's not. Um, the average person, the average American, fills their minds with between 30 and 40 hours per week of media. Mm -hmm. So that's news, television, movies, social media, 30 to 40 hours. That's a lot. And I, I, I hope that many of you this isn't your only, like Sunday, one hour on Sunday isn't your only exposure to God's word and the spirit, but let's just say it is. That 40 to one ratio, that's not gonna lead to transformation. That's gonna lead to conformity. 
or even putting it in a daily point, or let's, let's say four to five hours of filling your mind with the news and all of that stuff compared to maybe 15 minutes. So, you know, you read the scripture, you pray 15 minutes when you wake up. Again, that's better than nothing, but this is the ratios there. That's not looking good. That's not looking good for transformation. How do we renew our minds? What are you filling it with? And I don't need to keep this in, in general. Like, when do you do that? When do you renew your mind? Do you renew your mind? Don't just keep it as, as this, like, well, yeah, that's a nice theory. Like, today, you're here. That's wonderful. There's an hour. What about tomorrow? What about the next day? Whatever you're filling your mind with is going to have an effect on how you look at the world, on what you conform to. So what are we putting into our minds? So that's one thing. That's how, how do we renew our minds? How do we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice so that then we're transformed? Well, what are we renewing our minds with? And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we have this kickoff Sunday is we understand that, you know, our, our children, we kick off our children's programs because there's so many influences in their lives. And we want to help parents to, um, you know, to give them the word and the spirit so that they can raise their kids in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And I think we're all on board with that. We're like, yes, yeah, we need to, because kids are having a rough time today. But, and that's true. But what about you? You're a child of God. Yes, we want to raise our kids, and they have so many influences, but so do you. And you have an influence on our kids. What are we filling our mind with? And that renewal, not only is it about what, how, what we put in our minds, but it's also done in community. So as the Apostle Paul, he continues. So that verses, verses 1 through 2, many of you are familiar with. Again, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And don't be uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But then in verses 3 through 5, look what the Apostle Paul does. He starts to say, and do you want renewal? you want transformation? We need one another. Verse 3, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So whether we like it or not, we need one another. We need one another in this process of transformation, in this process of presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. And that's why in you know, 2022, we said this is a year of connection. After COVID and all sorts of things, we want to connect to God. We want to connect to one another. We want to connect with our community. Right? That connection. And a part of that is because we understand that our mission is to worship God, love people, and grow Christ followers. And that is done in connection. And if we're going to be transformed to Christ's likeness, it makes sense that we would do that as a part of his body. Right? If you're going to be like Christ, then be connected to his body. And Ephesians 4.15 says this. It says, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So what's our goal? To grow up, to be, uh, reflect Jesus, be like him. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up 
and love. So we have to build one another up. A part of renewing our mind is what are we filling it with, but it's also are we uh, connected with one another? Are we growing with in one another? We need one another. Now, I, I know what some of you are thinking. Objection. Objection, you're on. But no one ever calls me on. So just, objection. <laughs> so many Christians are so unchristlike. Some of you have been deeply hurt in the body of Christ. And I hear you. I mean, I've been in ministry 20 years. I have been betrayed and disappointed by church members and colleagues alike. But the answer is not to get cynical and do it alone. Because that's not what the Bible says. No, trust God, a whole life offering. Give him your fears. Give him your past experiences. And trust that the church is the laboratory of God's transformation. Because we talk about, we've talked about the already not yet pattern of the spirit, but also everything. That, that it, what that means is as a church, we are already forgiven, but the church is not already perfected. It's not yet perfected. So we're already forgiven, but not yet perfected. And we have to understand that, that God uses the, our hurts for our transformation. Now that doesn't give license. That does, there should still be accountability. That doesn't mean, oh, you know, people are hurting me and whatever, and it's not a big deal. God's just going to use it. Oh, no, there's still accountability. But understand that we're not perfected yet. And so even in the hurts, we still need one another. It makes sense because if we're to grow to be like Jesus, well, then I need to grow in forgiveness. But, well, how... Do you grow in forgiveness? Well, it's by forgiving. That means someone did you wrong, right? I mean, how can you grow in forgiveness without actually forgiving? And so many times in the church body, we have to forgive one another or patience. How are we gonna grow in patience to be like Jesus unless we have to endure? We do that in the body. Or loving those, loving people who disappoint you, right? Well, that's what Jesus did. Uh, Romans 5 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we're transformed into Christ's likeness by following Christ's path. Do some of the same things. But in that process, with the spirit, the word, and the body, it renews our minds and helps transform our lives. Because this verse here says, do not think yourself more highly than you ought. Because guess what? It's not just the other people who hurt you. Sometimes you hurt other people. You need the grace sometimes. It's not just them. We each need that. And that's where that transformation, that grace, is to pour out in and through. Now Paul takes things a step further in this process of transformation in verse 6. He goes on to say, all right, yes, um, you know, be connected, but then grow yourself and grow others through the gifts God pours down upon you. Verse 6, he says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. 
If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So here, the Apostle Paul goes another step, and he's like, yeah, this grace and mercy of God that he pours down upon you, that saves you and gives you new eternal life, it also includes that he pours down upon you spiritual gifts. He gives you gifts so that you are doing things uh, uh, outside your natural abilities, and he's taking uh, your talents, everything, and he's pouring down a strength and a power on you, and now just give it away. Right? Get, like you've received it all, and now as a living sacrifice, you're giving it back to God, and in that exchange, there is transformation. So as we have this kickoff Sunday, it, it's yes, we have certain programs that will help you renew your mind, fill your mind with good stuff, and, and think about it. There's so many good things going on, but in that, there's also, but. Uh, we also want you to take that step and serve, right? So there's, we, we need volunteers. We always need volunteers, but it's not just to do programs, but it's this understanding that to take a step towards Jesus in this step of transformation, as the Apostle Paul says, there's a part where as a living sacrifice, wait, I've got some talents, I've got some, some gifts, I've, and so now as a living sacrifice, yeah, of course I'm going to give those back up to God. He's poured them down upon me. That seems to be what Romans 12 is saying. That's sort of the, the path. Those are the goals. Those are the steps in our journey. That, yes, first we're filled up with God's mercy. We're filled up with his grace and understanding of the gospel. And renewing our mind, filling our mind, being a part of community. But then there's a part where we, as a part of our spiritual worship, we also give of our time, talent, and treasures. And in the process, we're transformed. We're transformed into being more and more like Jesus. As an illustration, because it's, you know, kickoff Sunday, I've got to give a football illustration, I'll get fired. Um, uh, in, in high school, there was, uh, there was this, we weren't very good, but one of the things that we seniors and captains had to do was find, try to find some other players that would help the team in the future. And there was this one kid named Liam, this kid was a physical specimen. I mean, he was about 5'10 and 300 pounds, but he wasn't fat. Like, he was just solid. He was like a, 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 a concrete slab of a, of a kid. In fact, when, when we got him to join the team, we didn't, we didn't even have a helmet that would fit this kid's giant melon of a head. I mean, that's what he was just like, a blah of a kid. But he wasn't a football player. You see, when, when, when we, we, we recruited him, he'd stand on the sidelines, but he wasn't a football player yet. He wasn't transformed to be a player. He was just a physical specimen. But what did he need to do? He needed to fill his mind with the rules, with the techniques, all of that stuff. And, and then he started to, to know, he got filled from the inside, he started to then know the game, but not until he was actually on the field, a part of the team, helping his teammates succeed, was he a true football player. 
See, that transformation, it takes steps. He went from being just a physical specimen to a football player. But again, there was that transformation. And I think that's a little that helps us understand what the Apostle Paul is getting. God intends us to renew our minds, to give our whole bodies as a living sacrifice to God. And then he transforms us as we give to him. He has given us so much. And in that divine interaction, there is transformation. That's our journey towards Christ-likeness. So if you're here, it's great that you're here. You've come to this worship service. I'm glad that you're here. glad if you're uh, uh, watching at home online, that's a good thing. But Romans 12, what does it say? What does it say? <clears throat> is a worship service. It's our whole self. It's giving ourselves as a living sacrifice. But whatever we give, we get so much in return because that leads to a transformation. As God pours down upon us and then we give back to him, we are transformed and become more like Jesus. And so hear me, friends, the motivation of, so perhaps as I say this, you know, you, you feel guilty. You're like, yeah, no, I, I should do more. And you feel obligation in this. No, not guilt. Gratitude. It's not through guilt. It's through gratitude. That's why those first 11 chapters of Romans is so important. <clears throat> that we understand truly God's free gift. And who we are in him. And then it's through gratitude that we say, I, wanna, I don't want to just give a little bit as a sacrifice. No, I want to I want to give a whole burnt offering. My whole life because God, you are worthy of this all. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of every moment of my life and so I give it to you because you've given me eternity. That's that's what it's got to be about, not guilt gratitude. And that's why when we talk about transformation, um, put up that steps uh, slide, please. I've been putting this slide up at the, uh, when I do announcements. And the reason for this is that all of our programs, like you'll learn a lot about our, our, our different programs or different things that we're kicking off. These aren't just things that we're doing because, well, we're supposed to do these things. We're a church. Rather, these are, we, we think, all right, as we try to help people in their steps of transformation to be more like Jesus, that first step is becoming a Christ follower. And not just becoming a church attendant, it's a Christ follower where you understand the beauty and the unmatched worth of, of the gospel and of God. And so you lift your bodies as a living sacrifice. So really the first 11 chapters of Romans is that step towards that step one, becoming a Christ follower. But then, once we become a Christ follower, then chapter 12 kicks in, right? Therefore, I, I urge you, brothers, therefore, because you're a Christ follower, because you understand the, 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 the grace of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice and renew your mind. And so when we say, all right, well, how do we do that? As Romans 12 says, well, we, we do that as a part of a community. We do that by filling our mind with those things like the word. So, yes, we have growth groups. And, and I, I want you to check some of those out for adults and if, now, I'm the pastor, so I can't just do whatever I want. But if I could, what I would do is I'd join Olivia's group on Wednesdays because there's some good stuff going on there. 
And then on my, my group, I'm having some Sunday afternoon things, so you'd get the gist of my group, and then I do that some, some Sunday afternoons. Uh, but you can find out more information. But the, the point is not exactly what you do, but the point is I want to fill my mind. Like, I want to renew my mind, and I need help to do that. But part of that, too, is, you know, becoming a church member. There's number two and three. So number one is kind of first. Number four is last. But the two and three steps, like, they're kind of interchangeable. It's like, well, all right, which do I first? Do I enter the mission of God, or do I grow in community? Yes. Right? You, you do both. Like, you, you can't really, like, they, they, they both happen. And so, yeah, if you're interested in becoming a church member, if you want to know what does that entail, what is that all about, we're having a, a members meeting after um, church next Sunday to understand what does that mean. But my friends, as we kick off this new season, I want us so much to follow this pattern of Romans 12. This Romans 12 pattern where we truly have received all that God has, and because of that, we lift ourselves up as living sacrifices. And the question is, will we take that next step? Will you take that next step in worship? For some, maybe it is. I'm not a Christ follower, and, but I still have questions. Get those questions answered. Dig into that because this gift is so wonderful that you want to give your life as a living sacrifice. Or maybe it's becoming a church member. Maybe it's, you haven't been baptized and you want to express your faith in that way. Uh, September 25th, we're going to have a baptism service. Or maybe it's, yeah, I need to grow in community. I want to check out one of these life groups. Again, all of these things aren't just programs. They're meant to be opportunities that help us grow and be transformed. Uh, but it's all by God's grace. It's all by his mercies. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you so much for the first 11 chapters of Romans. Lord, it is not based on our works. It's not based on anything we do. It's based on your grace, Lord. You've saved us. And Lord, the eternal weight of that, it's so precious, it's so beautiful. I pray you would show us how, God, what the next step is for each one of us as we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And Lord, we, we, it's good that we've gathered, and Lord, we pray that you would take these songs, these prayers, this hour, that it would be an expression of our worship, yes, Lord, but it would be a, just a part of a whole life given over to you because you are worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.